All right, we're back to doing Zen One podcast, which we haven't done in a while. So, and to come back to the proper way of doing podcasts, I had to invite you to talk about the fun stuff, unfiltered. I know you're gonna always give your the most honest, the way it is, feedback on what's going on. And so, by the way, for those that don't know, this is Irat Cedar Park Dental Wellness, one of my great friends and good partner. One of the early pioneers of Zen One helping us to launch the new product. So I really wanted to chat, see where we at, uh, have a conversation about where's dentistry in 2024 as we start the year. A month has gone by pretty quickly. And so let's just roll. Let's see. I'm curious. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Really good. I'm excited yeah. to be back. Yeah. Thank you for having me on Zen One podcast. And hello, everyone. So uh, where do we start? Let's start, um, you know, the January is always a good month because we all have expectations. We all think how we want to start the year. Either we set the goals, don't set the goals on the way to work. Now it's a short commute for you, but still, I'm pretty sure you think about how you want the 2024 to look like compared to 2023. So what I'm curious is first, take us through your 2023 what is it something that you did that put the foundation for the 2024? That's a good question. Uh, nothing. We did nothing. We just uh, never really thought of next year. Just uh, went with what we were working. Just general, bigger goal, I guess. Uh, that would be uh, uh, growing the practice, adding more chairs, uh, eventually... Training the staff, that's a big thing, uh, big difference. So we started in 2021 as a startup and startups are hard, apparently. That's what we learned. And, um, you know, starting from scratch, you have to learn a lot of stuff, but then all your team has to learn a lot of stuff. So now we finally, 2023 came, the realization came that, that, um, the importance of trained staff. Um, we just finally felt um, kind of like the work felt easy because the staff was trained and now we're hiring more staff and some of the older staff moving, you know, moving up and, uh, uh, you know, we have to train more people. Uh, we weren't able to find a, uh, Associate dentist yet? So that's the probably goal for 2024. But I don't know where to start. Where to start looking? Yeah, I mean, we've been looking, we've been interviewing, and um, it's just tough to find someone because we went completely fee for service. That's another thing actually happened. When did you do that? In 2023. That's actually. where I wanted to go. And that's where <laughs> I wanted to disagree okay. with you that. Okay. When you said nothing, I'm like, I got one card in the pocket to pull it out when you're ready. Yeah, no, I, I already forgot about this. Today I had a tough conversation with the patient, actually. Uh, she uh, went through a treatment, and uh, um, we presented treatment plan and everything. Uh, she actually works for one of the insurance companies. So that's why I never thought of kind of like talking to her about the insurance. Um, after she got the root canal done and uh, ready for her crown. Uh, she brought up that, oh, how come you guys, uh, you know, 
out of network, you never told me. <laughs> but we presented the treatment plan. We gave her all the, you know, finances and everything up front. But um, it happens sometimes. Probably the first time since we went out of network. Somebody was uh, really bringing it up because we try to be upfront. Um, you know, I can talk the whole strategy, how to go out of network, how to talk to how to phrase. Yeah, but how did it feel like actually doing it? Um, scary a little bit, but then, you know, you, first you go out of network with, you know, we went out of network with Delta. So we kind of thought maybe that's the how one we should... How worse can that get, right? Yeah, so that wasn't that bad then. Uh, when we st started thinking of the next insurance company to go out of network, uh, we start calling them, and then apparently we were under umbrella. And how it works with umbrella, you cannot just pick and choose. So you only can be out of network with so many um, to the point where they're gonna tell you if you want to be out of, you have to be out of network complete, like with all, all of them. At that point, we're like, screw it, let's just be out of network completely. Out of that whole umbrella. Yeah, whole umbrella. Okay. And then we went out of both umbrellas, uh, Zealous and uh, uh, what's the other one? Forget. So, pretty much. So how did it feel? Like you pulled out of the network, and then then what? The next day, so, is your schedule empty? No. Uh, Was it? You know what happens when you go out of network? Uh, I guess for startups, if that's your plan. It is scary, but I think sooner you do it better because you're not as dependent on the insurance, you know, motivated people. So, um, but still, like, depending what you what do you want to do? So, um, procedures, what type of procedures you're gonna do? That's important. So, if you based on hygiene, hygiene schedule like fell apart. If you it's all you do, mainly hygiene, then probably not worth it to be out of network because hygiene is struggling. So it was like a kind of like a honeymoon phase where people weren't like realizing we're out of network or, you know, there still was busy season or something. We didn't feel like right now like we have two days out of a week where we struggling to get hygiene patients. Uh, we have over 3,000 patients in database and out of those patients... Uh, you know, we cannot say they're all active because if that was the fact, then we would have been busy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what keeps you up at night? Now it's January. Like, what What do you think about the most? I sleep like a baby. Nothing. Just, uh, you know, I'm not that, I guess, responsible in uh, analyzing stuff, but just... What motivates is going to be the growth, like finding that perfect associate. And that's a different story, like associates, man. It's like, so the doctor does her stuff and people come here for the doctor. People know her work. People read reviews. And they have certain expectations, especially being out of network, like they have high expectations. Um, and when it comes to bring associate fresh off the school, sorry guys, those that fresh off the school, you guys have no skills. I can do better treatment planning than 
any dentist from you know finish the school i can read better x-rays i'm not a dentist it's just me looking at treatment plans every day reading the trip looking at the x-rays and stuff like that i'm not qualified at all but you know you guys gotta train better and then not spend time spend time train go to busy offices go to hmo driven offices go outside the big city uh every like people apply here in austin yeah it's a nice lifestyle i'm sure but you're not going to make money you're not going to do have enough patience you're not going to be able to do the type of procedures that are going to really teach you so so, so finding finding the associate is going to be one of your big things yeah. But I also want to go back to 2023. You started marketing. And you were showing all the videos that you guys are creating and you yeah, know, that's hired a, that's a marketing a team. So so what's going on there? That's a little secret I didn't want to give up ahead of time, but it's okay. But I'll, no, I'll share you with you on the, on the podcast. Okay. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. So uh, we hired a social media manager. So I don't know how many of dental offices have social media dedicated social media managers uh, i'm sure many. yeah not that many i'm sure there are some like with a lot of followers and stuff uh a lot of times you see those dentists dancing for tiktok and you know and have a lot of followers and they probably have someone editing you know i don't know if it's outsource or someone uh, like a assistant but we went uh completely like uh posted an ad on indeed found a social media manager and uh, right away hired another one, kind of like a helper. And um, yeah, we're trying this thing. That's not that many followers. It's not that this thing, when we wanted to try this, one thing you have to realize it's not going to bring the result. Probably like not going to bring a result for a while. So you have to stick with this. So We've been doing this for like maybe three months. Still cannot tell you if it's a success or not. What's your commitment length? Like how much? A year. I for think. a year, for 12 yeah. months. Okay, yeah. so. I want to do and how months. are you going to planning? How would you evaluate this in six months? What how What's going to be your conversation with the team? Uh, how I would know if it works. Uh, I think that's a question I can answer. Um, we will have more followers. We'll have more people calling us, telling us, hey, we've been following you for a while and we, we really like what you guys do. So that's what I want to hear every time I get a call from a new patient. And uh, that's what I'm looking for. I don't get that yet. Um, we've had a couple random calls where people said, oh, we followed you on TikTok or you know, Instagram, but not that many. So we're pushing some ads. Uh, trying some ad strategies which honestly i don't have time to you know i know they could be better i don't have time to like dial them up to the point where they're really good uh, i feel like we're wasting a lot of money on the useless ads but this is something we need to work on um yeah it's interesting you, you it seems like you got a good combination of struggles and wins so just like any business, I'm happy that you're not hiding those. So like there, there are some goods that are bads, bads in a way of, you know, empty schedules and 
you know, the marketing that's not necessarily working. Is there anything that you have right now that from a marketing standpoint that works for sure that if you do it, it's going to work? Emergencies. Emergencies. It feels like uh, patients in pain, they don't have that much options, especially like when it comes to the weekends, you know, late nights, Friday after 12. So nobody will answer the call. Nobody will put you on schedule. So if you run the ads, willing to stay open those hours, answer the phone, uh, that will work. And, you know, it. I think it's market dependent too. You know, there's a lot of people in Austin and it's growing. I don't think like enough dentists qualified dentists that can uh, do the work um, and then when it comes to specialties oral surgeons and the dentist those are booked out usually and you have to wait yeah so you won't be able to get in on a schedule yeah and people like regular people they don't know they they can call them directly they're usually looking for a dental office to go in first like a general yeah to get referred okay yeah. all right so We've talked a little bit about insurance that you guys are leaving. Um, another thing that I've noticed is you started delegating a lot more. Uh, delegating, yes. Uh, I think you get to the point where you like burned out and certain things don't excite you anymore or you want to do the stuff that matters. And you're just trying to find a way to delegate stuff. And uh, I cannot tell you that I'm super effective in this. I'm just, you know, it's kind of you put yourself in that situation where you have no choice. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. you could micromanage yourself to the death. Yeah. You know how I noticed? So when I walk around the office, I see the checklist. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it happened, but I think um, one of the newer uh, sterile techs that you hired. Mm -hmm. So... And then I think somebody took the lead on the team to start working on the checklist, printed, laminated. Mm -hmm. So what was like the, the spark for that? How did that happen? Within the team? Yeah. Did somebody raise the hand and like said, I'm no. going to do it? Or you, you, <laughs> like, you picked the person you said, now you're in charge? To be honest, I haven't even talked to anyone. Uh, this is something you just told me I never even knew until you told me right now. So. About the checklist? Yeah, I mean, we had checklists, but I don't think they were implementing them very well. But I think, you know, we have a couple, like, uh, dental assistants that are really good. And um, we just... Like seasoned. They seasoned, understand. Yeah, they yeah. know how to read the schedule, plan ahead of time. Because, yeah, I can see that. And so a lot of times what I see when I walk by, they have the, the, they have the printed checklist with names. They scratch things on it or write things on it. And then it could be a procedure, how to set up the trays. And I saw that you guys going with some of the Zerk stuff, like mm -hmm. the trays. So my point is, I think what you're trying to do, maybe intentionally or not intentionally, is like as growth happens, you're trying to put as many systems as possible. Because, you know, with the right systems, you can bring the right people. With bringing the right people, you can actually start kind of like worrying less about things that are minor, like it's all systems that take care of things. Mm -hmm. Is it, am I right? Am I picking the right stuff or? or? Yeah, again, again uh, we're talking about the, I only can talk about the startup perspective because first you start, you're scared of everything. You don't know how the business is going to be. 
if you're making the right choice, you know, hiring the people or firing the people or buying certain equipment, supplies, going for more expensive or less expensive, always doubting yourself. Um, once, you know, schedule gets busy, once, you know, you start doing some production, it's easier to make the right choices without doubting or even wrong choices, but less doubting, I guess. Right. And, uh, and then, yeah, system is, you get to the point, like what I came to realize right now, like, or a little while ago, that those that prepare to become, to get your, their own office, to start their own office, they listen to those uh, really successful dental offices that like coaches and stuff. Everyone talks about how system is important. You need to system for this, for that. And when you're a startup, don't spend time trying to make that system because you, you have nothing. So just get going and then, you know, think about this, but don't like overwhelm yourself. Nothing's going to be perfect. But after a certain period of time, commitment is everything. So after a certain period of time, you start uh, building those systems. Just don't don't give up. Get, you know, be interested in what you're doing. This is important. And systems, yeah, you want to make your life easier. And then we can, you know, talk about the systems, about, you know, all the supplies, hiring. I think you always have to be hiring. That's another thing is like, if you're looking for someone, have your Indeed ad going, you know, always interview people. Right. I think one thing that I've learned from you watching you do this thing, um, especially the last year is um, you opened 2021, right? So you've been open for two years now. Going on the third, yes. Yeah. So even after two years, you're still not afraid to knock out the shelves and put in new shelves, change stuff around, put new tip-up bins. So I'll, I'll do a little video walkthrough and I'll include it in the, in the podcast here. But what I keep telling now to people I work with, especially startups, I basically tell them, like, just be ready that in the next two years, you're constantly going to move things. Like, don't try to find mm -hmm. a perfect spot for shelf for gloves or tip-up bins for your sutures. Just don't worry about it. Throw it anywhere. As you work, you'll realize, like, you're probably going to have a thousand holes in the wall. Like, just put one of those panels, cover it up, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So, like, and I think a lot of people just spend too much time overthinking things mm -hmm. ahead of time when there's not a perfect system that works for every single office. There's going to be something that you want in this place, something in that place. And I think you're also good at learning. Like I would go to an office and we would put these um, lab cases in the, in the bags, in the clear bags, so you don't have to carry all these huge boxes anymore. Mm -hmm. And so you would do this right away. You would go on Amazon, buy, buy the rot, put them in, and now hang all these lab cases. And so it's not even a question, like I hope it's the right observation that you're going to keep continue to like continue to improve the practice, improve your efficiency within an office. And like, you just never stop. Right. So like, I assume it's a never ending thing. Like, and the more you find out, you don't have any fears to just come back and completely redo your sterilization. If you find a better way of doing things or a more efficient way of doing things. Yes. So the thing is, like you, you said, don't overcomplicate. If you're going to do this, um, 
sorry. So don't overcomplicate, prepare that everything is gonna change. And what that means is um, don't create extra obstacles. So and overcomplicating is one of the obstacles. Yeah, because mm-hmm. one of the things like, you know, we build this station for the CERIC, you know, to put our CERIC. Uh, right now, I think we kind of over-engineered it a little bit. I could have done it a little bit differently. Now that's the obstacle. But having open shelving is the easiest thing. So open shelving gives you so much flexibility. So you're not stuck to, you know, you raise the shelf, you, you remove it, you know, you cut it short. It's easy, easy change. Yeah. Those things that... Let me ask you one thing and before we wrap up. We're going to keep it short today. Um, imagine you're 10 or 12 or 15 years in business. Are you still going to have the same mindset? Like, are you try. still going to go to try. a conference and let's just say somebody comes up with a new something? And you're just like, wow, this is going to make us so much better. Would you still be able to come back to the practice, tear things apart and, and put a new thing in? Uh, I think so. You know, why not? That's what, like, as long as the business is good, this is what it's all about. You have to have fun. You have to love what you do. If at some point it's just, you know. I don't think it's just about fun or love what you do. I think it's also having that mindset of never-ending improvement cycle. But, I mean, that's what uh, keeps us going and excited, excite, excite us about, you know. Uh, the dentistry is business for me because I'm not a dentist. So my wife loves the dent- dentistry. So she's a clinician. So uh, what excites her is, you know, doing good clinical work and, being able to use latest, greatest innovations, best materials, based materials, you know, best technology, best technology. And, uh, she, you know, analyzes constantly. Like she looks at what makes her, her better to her patients, you know, treatment outcomes better. And for me, it's just the same thing. The I, business side of it. Business side of it. Uh, I, I'm not, I cannot tell you that I'm like all about business and graphics and stuff like that. I, I like to see the improvement on the treatment outcomes too. This is like, this is what's awesome about dentistry. So you can make the decision, especially when you have your own office, you can make this really flexible, you know. And talking about this uh, change on the fly today, we did one big thing. So um, I got uh, criticized by our social media manager who mentioned that it takes too long for the call to go through because we have automatic like grading and stuff and uh i completely removed that automatic greeting because i kind of thought about this maybe that's uh not kind of extra obstacle and i don't think people really need to hear how great we are on the recorded pre-recorded every time they call so it just go straight to somebody to pick up the phone yes that's so good yeah i 100 percent agree I, I had that before we had this before for about half a year we had this greeting now I'm like, uh, maybe we shouldn't really. Yeah. Yeah. So I really hope that uh, the takeaways are constantly examine your business. Right. And for some people, it's stressful. You just and especially I think it's a combination when you don't have a combination of uh, like a doctor, business manager, like a spouse. Right. Most of the private practice I work with, there is that combination mm-hmm. where the spouse is involved and it's always a killer strategy. It's always mm-hmm. it's always awesome. I don't know the, the personal side of things, how much it affects. It's a separate podcast. 
But from a business standpoint, there's nothing better than having your spouse helping you out and, and working together. So uh, let's do another one later. Okay. But this is just a good start to kick things off, and, and hopefully I'll bring you back again. Okay. Thanks, Arat. Thank you. Yeah.